Okay, so today we're here with Douglas Ho, owner of Kinetic Stretch in Hong Kong, and um, I'll let you introduce yourself. So why don't you tell us uh, what do you do, guys, uh, what do you guys do here? So hi, I'm Douglas, and uh, welcome to Kinetic Stretch. Yeah, and uh, what we do is uh, stretch therapy. So it's a type of actually a sports therapy. So what we specialize in is uh, treating athletes, obviously. And uh, other than athletes, we, we treat a lot of like uh, lower back pain problems, neck pain, shoulder problems. Mm -hmm. From a lot of people who uh, obviously their problem is sitting at the office for, for 10 hours a day at the computer, you know. So mm -hmm. they have a lot of uh, lower back pain, neck pain usually. It, it, they have a lot of these problems right now. Right. So in terms of what got you started in this uh, business, um, how did you how did your journey begin in doing this business? So basically, uh, from when I was young till now, I, I like to play sports, right? So I'm a baseball player and obviously not just baseball, but a different type of sports, maybe basketball, football, soccer, badminton, like whatever sport there is I, I would like to play. So obviously, start when I was growing up, we played a lot, you know, and then started to play baseball, and then went to the national team for Hong Kong to play. And obviously, there's a lot of injuries. So a lot of uh, my teammates or oppositions, they would always get injured, and some of them would give up on sport, or you know, some would want to pursue professionally, but you know, maybe they have these injuries, lagging injuries that they didn't treat well at the beginning. So and it started to affect their performance and they started to give up on sports. Right. But in, in your case, when you were growing up, did you grow up in Hong Kong or Canada? So when I was young, I immigrated to Canada. Yeah, that's when we met, right? When yeah, we that's when we, we met. Like yeah, obviously. So why I got into baseball was because back then the Blue Jays, obviously <laughs> they won, they won, they won uh, two years in a row. Right. right the World right? Series. So yeah, the World yeah. Series, right? So it's like Canada and Toronto was, was like, like hectic and they were like, they all love baseball, so at that time I started to started to play, mm -hmm. and then when I was about I think uh, eight or nine, I came back to Hong Kong and I kept kept on playing baseball, and uh, through then just keep on going and then went back to Toronto for uh, university. So I went to the University of Waterloo, and I studied uh, kinesiology, so which is uh, which which I, I really liked, right? So in, in Hong Kong, there's not this type of uh, education or like even sports wise. Not, not as good as in Canada or the States, right? So I went back, you know, uh, did kinesiology, and then I came back to Hong Kong after I graduated to play in the Asian Games for, for Hong Kong, for baseball. Oh, so and you represented Hong Kong to play? Yeah, represented Hong Kong. And then uh, after that, obviously, every uh, new, gr new graduate didn't know what they were going to do, right? So, mm -hmm. And then somehow I, I was searching online and I stumbled upon uh, stretch therapy. And uh, I didn't know what it was, you know, and then so, but this course was in Australia, so, so, and then I, I flew to Australia actually to take this course. Okay. Yeah, so, and then from then on, then I obviously I knew what sports, sports therapy or type of stretch therapy, what it was and how it can help athletes, obviously, and help uh, just, just regular people and maybe amateur athletes. And then after that, I came back to Hong Kong and, and then I started this business to do uh, stretch therapy. But what got you interested in stretch therapy in the first place? Like you mentioned injuries, right? Were, were you ever injured? Uh, fortunately, I was not. Okay. I didn't have any major injuries, so I didn't really have any uh, surgeries. But along the way, a lot of my teammates, as I said, or our oppositions, obviously we, we knew each other, they would always get injured, right? And obviously some of them gave up their dreams to play professionally or, or keep on playing for the national team. 
you know, so I wanted to do something about it, right? Like, you know, sports injury is, 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 is a very large field, right? A lot of people play sports no matter if you're professionally or if you're amateurly, and a lot of people get injured, right? And then once they get injured, then they, they really don't know what to do, you know, how I should tackle the, the, the rehab, right? And then and some of them give up on a certain sport and maybe they change to a different sport, you know? So I, I just wanted to, to help out on, on, on that part. Mm -hmm. Right. In terms of your own experience in the Hong Kong team then, right? I mean, you, you, you played pretty seriously. Was professional sports ever a consideration for you? I actually uh, played in university in, in, in Canada. So mm -hmm. for, the, for the University of Waterloo uh, the team, varsity team. And uh, when I got there, obviously, I, I knew I wasn't at that level to pursue a professional, professional in the States. So when I came back, obviously, when I, uh, back then I was about maybe 21 or something. But there was not, there's not a professional league in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. But there was a professional league in China. Mm -hmm. but and also Taiwan and Japan and uh, in Korea. I mean, their baseball is pretty big in those countries as well. Yes, they have professional leagues right. as well. But yeah. I obviously I wasn't up to that standard, mm -hmm. and I, I knew at a young age that I wouldn't be able to make it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I I wanted to do or, or find some other way to help people who would like dream of playing professionally or or even just you know just uh, just running a marathon. You know, I want to run a marathon, you know, to help them not get injured too often, you know, and just keep them healthy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you, you, so you looked up this stretch therapy um, in Australia, you went to get trained, and you kind of grew up in sports, right? I mean, that's kind of what you've been doing yeah, your whole yeah. life. I mean, what is one thing that you, what, what is one thing that you learned in Australia that you totally didn't realize like during your whole time doing sports because you know you pl playing sports is one thing but being healthy and you know the conditioning is a totally totally different matter so i, I remember kobe saying like kobe before he like during his later years in the nba he's like he emphasized the number one important thing to keep that for his that like he attributes his longevity to is stretching right i mean what did you learn in australia that you know really was like um, paradigm changing for you so especially like obviously I, I grew up uh, uh, in Canada so a lot of North American sports mm -hmm. so back then the I guess the trend for North American sports I guess from Michael Jordan and onwards was individualized training so going to the gym working out a bigger muscles you know I can jump faster I can run faster right but when I went to Australia the stretching really changed a lot because it was talking about uh, like the wholeness of your your body not just bigger muscles you know but also the flexibility of your joints the agility as well as the strength so for example back in australia they they, they play aussie rules football which is uh kind of a kind of like rugby but it's like rugby and soccer kind of a, kind of a combined into one sport so those those athletes they and they don't wear any armor so not like uh, American football right they just right. you know just crash into each other right? Right, right but they would crash into each other without armor and also be able to run the whole field and also be able to jump and also be able to tackle right so 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 they would have they would need all like the strength the flexibility the the cardio the fitness they would need all of that into one so that kind of changed my uh, Changed my paradigm on you know what a, 
type of healthy body or or someone who would play sport, what, what they would need or actually uh, focus on a lot more. So it's kind of like in America, you see guys who are like, you know, hit the gym, get jacked and juicy, and you hit, and then you armor up like in the NFL, and you run into each other, and, and you approach sports like that. But in Australia, it's more like, um, because rugby, you don't have any armor, you run around, you tackle each other, it, it's much more about the whole holistic health, like the holistic health of being able to sustain this type of impact. Yes, I guess in, in I'm not saying uh, American football, those guys are not like elite athletes, but mm -hmm. it's a different type of uh, skill set in which they need, not just strength and power, right? But they need agility as well and, uh, and, and, and cardio as well and fitness as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a little bit different from a North American sports, I guess. Right. So after getting your training in Australia, um, you started the business in Hong Kong, yes. right? I mean, tell us, tell, tell, tell us about that journey. Yeah, about you know transitioning from, uh, you know, a student in Hong, uh, in uh, Australia and starting a business in Hong Kong. Because doing doing a, there's not a lot of stretch therapy in Hong Kong, so it's kind of like a, like you know, you, you started this uh, business around ten years ago, right? Yeah. Back then, it, this would have been a new thing in Hong Kong. I mean, how was that? How was that uh, start? So at the beginning, it was just, uh, I guess, a dream. You know, obviously I just learned something new, which I thought could help people. So, and then just by chance, I, get to, I met with some friends and uh, we, we had a common goal. And then we set out to, to open a clinic. And uh, so that's what happened. It happened in half a year, which, was, which is really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, and then, Obviously, I was. This, was this the very, was this the very first? Yes, location? this was the very first, uh, okay. very 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 first clinic. Right. So, so once we opened, and I was probably twenty three, twenty four back then, mm -hmm. and none of us really had any idea. You know, we we just learned something new. It's it, it's 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 going to help people, but right. you know, you guys are excited about it. Right? Yes, but yeah. how am I going to market it to people? You know, how mm -hmm. am I going to get people to come come and try try this out? You know. Mm -hmm. Because back then, obviously, I was a lot younger, and you know, people would would just look at you like, "Are you sure this works?" I, my back pain's been uh, been there for like ten years. Are you, are you sure you're gonna be able to help me? So at the beginning, it was it was a it was a struggle, obviously, just to get the people to come and try it out, you know. But once, so our confidence was once you try it, you know, you will feel your body have a difference, and then you'll you'll, you'll start to. You'll start to change your, your, your habits, you know, you should stretch more a lot because once you grow older, obviously your muscles start to start to atrophy a bit and then you'll start, your joints will be, become stiffer, you know. So actually the stretching helps out with the muscles and also the joints. So it, it actually slowly uh, promotes, uh, you know, if you want to be more active, it will help you out. So once we targeted Okay, we we're gonna start with stretching. You know, not a people, not a lot of people talk about stretching, but it's a very uh, important part of a uh, of a uh, doing not just an athlete, but becoming active, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what what we started to do. Mm -hmm. Let's bring it back a bit to when you started your business in Hong Kong when you're 23 and 24. I mean, Hong Kong, the demographics are you know, there's a a, little, a lot of older people, right? It's kind of like a reverse triangle. A lot more older people and younger people. And when you try, and when you started your business, I mean, what what was the, I mean, you said one one adversity was that they were like, 
this is something new. It's been here for a long time. I don't know if it works. Like, can I trust you, right? I mean, what other adversity did you face as a young business owner in Hong Kong trying to get this business off the ground, right? Obviously, uh, without for for myself and and my partners, without any business background or or anything, we we really didn't know how to tackle doing marketing or or, or doing anything. So at first, we basically asked a lot of people okay we'll come for free you know we'll, we'll do a seminar we'll do a workshop you know we'll we'll just come wherever wherever you can give us time right so at first we, we did a lot of, we did a lot of that we tried as well obviously our, our therapy is sports related so we did a lot of uh, uh, sports events for example uh, at that time uh, running was starting to pick up in Hong Kong mm -hmm. so there were a lot of uh, running events like every every weekend there would be a 5k 10k half marathon event so we would go to a lot of these uh, running events, uh, cycling as well, and also uh, triathlons as well. There were, there were a lot of events that are going on in Hong Kong actually. So we actually had to contact a lot of these uh, uh, events and see if they would uh, give us a, a, a booth, you know, just to help us promote. And also we, we tried to go to some uh, health ex expedition, ex expeditions, uh, expos, you know, also sports expos. So we did a lot of different things and uh, obviously we're, we were into sports, so obviously my partners are into sports as well. So we have our different connections in the sport, so we tried to you know, uh, hook up with some uh, professional uh, soccer teams or football teams in Hong Kong. Just try to uh, sponsor them, you know, get our name out there and uh, have more people learn about you know, what, what stretch therapy is because it's, it's something new as well. Because especially in Hong Kong, obviously, it's th their uh, mentality is uh, Chinese medicine. So basically, like acupuncture uh, or like a, like a toila, you know. So a lot of the Chinese medicine. So at, when they think, they will think, oh, I just sprained my ankle. I need to go to a, to a Chinese doctor to right, right, to, to see the tita, to, to see the tita right? right? You know. So that that's a certain mentality a lot of them had, especially the older generation, right? So 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 a lot of them actually go to a lot of these type of doctors, but their problem still is still remaining. Like they haven't really treated the problem. So then they would they would try to find other different types of uh, of therapies and then maybe uh, through us we we did online marketing as well and uh, maybe they would find us and then they would come and see us and then once they once they felt what we did and uh, how it helped them then they would they would start coming more often to our to our place. Mm -hmm. So in terms of your business, then let me is one one of our, one of the things that I'm interested in is you know whatever soft skills leading to success. Right. So if you're to sum up all these experiences that you've had in building your business in Hong Kong, what, what's the, what do you think is the most important soft skill to you know, make things work here? Well, for me, uh, I'm not, at, at first, I, I'm not, was, was not, wasn't really a salesperson. So I think basically I had a skill set to help people, but obviously in order to help people, you need to communicate with the person and obviously they had to trust you as well right so at first maybe for me that was the most uh, difficult part I guess so and then slowly once we did it more often you know you talk to a lot more people different types of people you start to get to be able to communicate with different type of people and uh, what what their needs are you know and uh, how you can help them you know so I, I think the most important skill is actually the communication Obviously, if, if, if I'm able to help them, but I would still need to communicate or educate them on how to 
keep healthy, you know. Like say, for example, if they had a, a lower back problem, and uh, I would need to teach them to do some exercises at home. So hopefully that their lower back pain wouldn't wouldn't reoccur, right? right. So so that was a a big uh, I think the most important skill set that that's needed in in I guess any type of business, but especially especially us when we're doing therapy. Obviously, it's it's uh, more more intimate, right? So so that that's a big uh, big important skill I think you need. Right. So it's not only communication, but it's also like being able to relate to different people and also being able to convey the value of what you do without coming across as too salesy at the same time. Uh, yes, different types of people, they, you have to communicate different ways. Right. So say, for example, some, some clients may, may uh, you, you have to actually uh, yell at them a little bit. Like, because <laughs> lecture them a little bit. Yeah, le- lecture them a little bit because <laughs> they're, they're, very, uh, they're very lazy. Lazy meaning they haven't done, they didn't do their yeah, stretching. They're, 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 yeah, they, their the lifestyle is is, is uh, they're physically uh, inactive most of the time, you know. So you have to actually tell them what to do every day, you know. And text them. Have you done this yet? Yeah, yeah. Like text them, right? It, because you, you want to help them, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. they they obviously they want to help, right? But innate, most people are lazy, so you have to do some sort of follow up on that certain person. Well, and some people, on the other hand, they're they're very active, right? Some of them may be overactive, right. and they don't know how to stop, right? So that that's a different type of uh, communication that you need you need to with that person, right? Mm-hmm. So and obviously there's different types. For example, some people are well educated, right? So you have to talk to them, you have to explain to them more about the theories of what you're doing, how it's gonna help them, right? And some people not as educated, maybe. They just they just want results, right? But you have to, uh, you have to you have to uh, communicate with them and tell them, you know, what's gonna help them, what you need to do, right? Some people, okay, just just give me the the essential ones that I need to do, and then I'm I'm out of here, right? But so you need to tell them to slow down, tell them to relax, especially in Hong Kong. A lot of people are very tense because their their work hours are, are crazy and their stress levels are very high. So so another thing, they they come here just to relax, right? So you need to you need to create an environment for them where they can relax or if you don't relax then you know our therapy is not going to be as effective as as it is right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what are some of the common problems that you see for people who work in Hong Kong I mean people who work in Hong like the we're talking about 60 to 80 hours per week you're talking about sitting at the desk all day you're talking about or just like you know walking to one place to another all the time you're just walking 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 and and, and you know not being able to eat healthy not being able to sleep well I mean it's just the, the big city lifestyle right um, what are some of the main issues that you see people have so most of the issues I, I, I would I, I would categorize as three so neck pain and uh, yeah iPhone you know iPad you know working at the computer 10 hours a day you know the second problem is uh, lower back pain or sciat- and sciatica so because they're prolonged sitting obviously and the third problem is knee pain so usually it's these three problems right but most of the problem is because they're inactive so obviously they work 10 hours a day they get off at 8 or 9 okay they have dinner they get home it's probably like by 11 by then and then they have work the next day at 9 30 you know so but if, if every day you do a little bit of exercise so I, I usually recommend 15 to 20 minutes a day just to do some stretching just to you know release the tension in your muscles and also the joints as well 
And also one thing I actually learned in the Australia that I think is important is stretching is not just the body. Like I mean physically, not just the muscles, but also it's it's also what you're feeling inside. You know, when you're stressed, when you're tense, you know, your body actually portrays it. You, you, your position, your your uh, your sitting position. You know, even when you're supposedly asleep, you're not actually relaxing. Mm -hmm. you're, so so you're all all tense, right? So actually, that also I I learned was quite different from from what I learned in you know in in, in Canada back then. So you're saying how your body actually portrays what you're feeling inside. So actually, the stretching actually helps that as well. Other than you know just physically the muscles. The muscle tension loosening up and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the mind state you're in is reflected physically. It becomes manifested physically. So if your whole person is like you know really tense and nervous, then all your muscles and will also be and your tendons and all that will be all your joints will also be very stiff. Yeah, is yeah. That what you mean yes, yes. So basically, how your body is is, is portrayed. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's what you feel. Can you, can you give me a case of a, like have you seen a client that was like that and then how and, and how their lives were affected by that? So basically, like, all people are affected by neck pain. So some people obviously have a, have a lot of headaches, and most of them obviously when you have a headache, you you go take a Panadol or you take an Advil, right? And then once they started taking it every day, you know the 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 medicine, you know it doesn't work, right? But once they started to try our stretching to release the tension in the in the in the neck and also the joints, then they start to relax actually. And when they, and, and at first they probably can't sleep because you know they have they have neck pain. So it actually affects their their sleep as well. So once you can't sleep, then obviously uh, goes mentally yeah. it, it just it just changes as well. So so a lot of uh, problems start to arise like slowly, but people just don't don't know what the problem is. It's just, you know, I, I got headaches, you know, how, how, how can I get rid of the headaches, right? So they don't know actually the muscles, the tensions can actually create this type of problem within their, their body. So it's kind of like a cancer, right? You have one problem and then, oh, and then like, you know, it slowly spreads and affects other places as well. And even though you feel like the ailment is, you know, headache, the actual source is because neck pain. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. so it can actually affect a lot of different uh, places so obviously it, it will affect mentally like neck pain back pain obviously if you have it for a prolonged time then it starts to mentally take a take take a hit on you and you start so for example uh, if you have a knee pain so some people just don't want to go out because they don't they're, they're, they're feeling pain and then slowly obviously their social life starts to decline and then you know Maybe some of them have some mental mental issues, like loneliness, you know. mental illnesses, and depression, anxiety, that stuff like that creeps in. Yeah, it it just slowly happens, but you don't know what actually started to affect it, right? And maybe maybe it was as simple as just a knee, your knee pain, right? So it, it could it could have some problems like that as well, right? So what what would be some of your advice then in terms of? Uh, Helping people with neck pain, like for example, neck pain at work. What's the what are some common reasons for neck pain? Obviously, uh, <coughs> at your at your work position, obviously, or your workstation, you know, the the computer, obviously, 
that that's uh, obviously I, every, I, most people know about about the position of your computer, the mouse, you know, the the keyboard, the ergonomics. Of yeah, it. the er ergonomics, you know, and also your chair. If you're sitting upright, you know, if your if your feet is actually both of your feet are on the ground, you know, and also also the also when you're sitting, do you, do you do you slouch to one, do you slouch to one side, right? So these slowly it will affect your 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 back pain or your hip. And slowly you'll have different problems arise as well. Mm -hmm. And also, if uh, especially at the workstation, sometimes you have to turn to one side to, to get some files every day. Right, right. And if you do that over time, over like uh, ten years or something, you know, you'll slowly right. start every to every time you turn like that to get your files, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of different problems arise from your workplace. So you have to be actually uh, try to try to notice these type of. Uh, pick up these things that, 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 that you do at work every day. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you keep reaching on the right side every day to grab your files, or even if you have a second monitor on the right side and you keep like, you know, working on two monitors, over time that builds up and that takes a toll on your body. Yeah, obviously it changes. It actually changes your posture. Okay. So, so what do you mean when you say change your posture? Like, like your, does your like, bone structure everything actually change? Uh, so the bone structures actually will, will tilt to one side. Okay. So 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 that that's what creates most of the time. That's what creates the imbalance of the muscles on the right and left side, right? And then slowly over time, obviously it builds maybe five to ten years. Slowly builds into some back back pain problems, lower back pain problems, and then some neck pain, upper back problems as well. So it, it slowly takes a toll, but not like not like uh, one day or one week or one month into the job, you you you're gonna feel it, right? But it just slowly takes a, a toll on your body. So how about for uh, something like a lower back? I mean, what's a low, what's a, what are some typical reasons for lower back pain? Obviously, uh, slouching in the chair. Obviously, when you're when you're <laughs> yeah when you're when you're working at at the, at the workplace, right. and for and uh, prolonged sitting as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, say I I recommend if you sit probably forty five minutes to one hour, you should stand up and just. Walk so the Apple Watch, when they actually tap you, tell you it's yeah, yeah. actually a great thing. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's actually good, right? Because most people, when they work, and then when the next time they get up is probably lunchtime, which is three to four hours, mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or in the chair already, right? Mm -hmm. And then so, so it, it slowly affects the, the lower back, obviously. And then once the lower back muscles obviously become weak, right? And then slowly, when you when you want to do some physical activity, then 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 if you push too hard, then obviously you'll strain your lower back or or, think, or get a, a a bulging disc or a slip disc, right? It's it's yeah, as easy as that, you know. Mm -hmm. Just because you're sitting all day, I mean, it's, it's one. I, I noticed one thing. It's pretty interesting. <coughs> Recently, I have uh, several friends who suddenly have like um, who who actually suddenly like blew out their Achilles or blew out different uh, their their discs or like blew up like a sciatica or different parts of your body just suddenly just flare up, right? And like, these are the typical ailments that you mentioned. And these guys are all in their late 20s. I'm, I'm wondering, is, it, is, this, is this a thing where people in their early 20s, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're still in university, they're playing and, and they're, they're young and they're healthy, right? Um, and then they enter the workforce for five, six years doing you know what they do doing what work people do and not taking care of their, taking care of their bodies because they still think they're invincible and then when they play sports they're still going hard at it right going hard at it at like they're like you know, in their late teens and then something something happens is that is that an actual is that is that an actual thing like I, it's just my observation 
that's a I would say that's that's a natural progression. Okay. So a, a lot of people, so say for my example, my myself, right? Mm -hmm. I, I played sports almost every day till when I was maybe 21 or 22, yeah. right? And then afterwards, when I started working, I, I I saw that, you know, my my workout habit changed a lot. Mm. Like I was from working out every day to right now once or twice a week, you know. It, so when you work, it, it just you don't have time for it, right? But so you have to change your mentality, right? So for example, a lot of people when they in their late twenties, obviously a lot of injuries happen. It's because they're not as active as before. You know, their muscles don't activate as as well or as much as before, and they keep on pushing hard. Then you know, things will happen, right? Especially when you're old. So that's why I went into stretching, right? Stretching it kind of it helps your muscles keep keep active. So how to activate your muscles, or actually, a lot of people don't really understand their body. You mm -hmm. know, so that's why stretching is another thing. Uh, it, it's not just stretching the muscles, but also activating your mind. You know, to connect with a certain part of your body. So mind muscle connection. Yes. So it, it actually so so a lot of people are actually disconnected, right? So when they're disconnected, they only feel pain at a certain area but they don't they can't they don't, don't know, know exactly where it is what yeah exactly where it is or, or exactly when it happened or, or what happened you know so that's the disconnect between your mind and a certain area of your body so that's what happens when you know physical inactivity that's what happens to the connection to the mind and your and your body mm -hmm. what do you think about something like sports specialization i mean here's a trend right now in the states and in canada or, or even around the world is that kids are getting specialized in sports much earlier like you know if you're nine years old all like eight or nine years old you start playing basketball and that's all you do for the rest of your life and, and you just focus on basketball what does that do to the body like because back in back in our day you know you play sport you play whatever sports until you're like 15 and then you start deciding on what you want to specialize in right but nowadays specialization happens a lot earlier what does that do to the body well that obviously obviously it works the muscles too hard or certain muscles because a certain type of uh, sport obviously it's uh, similar action that's repeated over and over again mm -hmm. so once we repeat it too long or too much your muscles start to give out, and then, and then your it affects your tendons. So that's why, especially in basketball, a lot of ACL tears when they're in their in high school right now, not even in college or professional sports, right? It's because they're they're overusing overusing it too much. Right, the hard cutting, the the cutting, the hard the hardwood, and especially the concrete when you play on concrete, right? It's really bad it's really hard on the knees yes 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 so right. so that's why a lot of uh, 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 like European players right especially in basketball they they at the young age you start playing soccer or, or football right not not basketball so they have a different type of mentality and their body knows how to do different types of movements so say for example like the euro step right that's how they that's how they that's why they brought it to the states right so that's a different type of uh, uh, way the body can move but if you're obviously training for uh, a step back every every day right and, <laughs> and you know your body's you're all used to it but your muscles your joints and your tendons may start to or ligaments may give out so what 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 you're saying is actually creates a muscle imbalance 
Yes, muscle imbalance. So that's why cross training mm-hmm. is actually is actually good, especially in the off season, you know, or or even during this season, you should try some different sports. Like mm-hmm. that's not very taxing on the body. For mm-hmm. example, I, I recommend uh, swimming mm-hmm. to a lot of different people because it, it helps your joints move, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, your muscles move, and it, you get good cardio mm-hmm. as well, and not just going hard every single day. Mm-hmm. Because that I think that's another problem. People just go hard every single day, mm-hmm. you know. But they obviously on, on TV they, they see all these uh, elite athletes, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, right? Right. right. For for example, like LeBron. He, he spends millions of dollars to recover yeah. and he's still playing at 35 36 right yeah yeah so people just don't see that they just see him oh he's averaging 35 and 5 every game right, right but right. they don't see what's going on behind the scenes right. so for every game he plays I'm pretty sure he does three to four hours of uh, rehab every day yeah. just to get his body to play the game mm-hmm. right just people just don't 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 see that and they think you know oh if LeBron can do it at 35 I can do it when I'm at 28 right but right. It, it's it's totally different he's got that huge he's got that huge work ethic to back that up to help with his long his longevity yeah so so especially nowadays you see a lot of different sports for example like like Roger Federer he's like 37 or 38 he's mm-hmm. still playing at, mm-hmm. at a high level mm-hmm. you know and some soccer players like Ryan Giggs he played to his 40 right right and and, and I think in his uh, mid 30s, he picked up yoga, which is a type of stretching, right? Mm-hmm. So that helped him a lot, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's just obviously the, the the sports science is getting higher, but also they know how to take care of their body more, how to how their body recovers, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they they do a lot of that, but but normal people like us, we, we don't see that. We just see them play the game, right? Right. right. <clears throat> so what is what does stretching do then for like a, a young person, young people? They usually like no. The young people that I know is like hit the gym, get jacked and juicy, go play ball, and you know what's stretching <laughs> like. Like, what does stretching do? What, what what can stretching do for them? So obviously, the first thing is obviously the muscle tension. So okay. there's a lot. There's a like a especially people who like to work out. Mm-hmm. They think after I work out, I should stretch. Right. Or my muscles won't grow big. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Like you know, if if I do a bicep curl, and I do like a lot of bicep curls, if I stretch it out. Um, it's not gonna get, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna get that big chunky little mountain there. Well, that's not true. Okay, so when I was in Australia, I learned, it, it kind of uh, shocked me as well. So especially if you look in the Olympics, for say, for example, next year in Tokyo, and you see those, those boys doing the gymnastics, you see them, they're like jacked, right? They have like eight pack, mm-hmm. but they have never lift weights once in their life. It's all body weight. It's all body weight exercises, right? And the flexibility in their joints are amazing, mm-hmm. right? It's not just the strength, it's mm-hmm. the flexibility as well. So a lot of people, obviously they, they, they go to one side of the, of the, of the paragraph, par- paradigm. So for example, strength, you know, flexibility and cardio, right? So these are th- strength Flexibility and cardio. These are the these three are the anchors. three three elements. Three elements. Yeah. So a lot of people they just target one. Mm-hmm. For example, bodybuilders. Right. They just grow muscles, right? Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of uh, heart shoulder and neck pain mm-hmm. and heart problems as well. Okay. So, uh, yogis, you know, they just do <laughs> yoga every day, right? Uh-huh. They're very flexible, mm-hmm. but they don't have a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. Runners or, or or trail walkers, right? Now. Mm-hmm. 
they do run every every single day every right. week they like do the heart's amazing, 100 100 plus k right but their joints obviously they're not as flexible and they don't have enough strength right so i think people need to to change this mentality so when you're working out it's it's more the three three of these elements combined mm -hmm. so kind of like nowadays it's, it's uh, crossfit is a trend right so i think that's gonna slowly pick up a bit more because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so it almost sounds like right now there's a distortion in what you and what people think is like supposed to be good health but you know good health is actually getting all three of these elements and it's in their top top condition yes obviously it's, it's three of the element in top condition but obviously it's very hard it's not it's not easy right it's not easy right because right? like i mean if, if i people find it hard to go to the gym just to get on the treadmill or or hit the weights for like 20 minutes right um, and you want if you ask them you know add another 20 minutes of stretching that's that's kind of like i don't have time for that so and obviously it's the mentality as well for 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 myself as well mm -hmm. when i was growing up training obviously stretching wasn't really really emphasized in any of my training and i and i found that at the beginning when i started to stretch it was very it was very tough mm -hmm. on the body as well as mentally because obviously i didn't like to do it <laughs> right and, and it was tough it's, it's right. not easy right right but after i started to stretch to to stretch a lot i felt like you know i i'm in in touch with my my body like different different parts of my body you know so that's why so one thing i, I don't have any major injuries mm -hmm. but i think that's one of the the things like I, I can actually feel you know if it's if there's a, something maybe i wouldn't play today you know some people just go and then they, oh, they and they and they fall down and you know they just tore the acl right right like people just don't really understand their body mm -hmm. right so so i think stretching at, in, in that sense that it helped it helped me mm -hmm. as well so so right now i can still you know i can still play different sports that, that i like like to play how how but how does stretching help something like an acl tear like or prevent an acl tear can you explain explain the science behind that well, it, it doesn't it doesn't really help but actually when your body is is tired or when you're when you have low energy usually these freak accidents happen mm because your muscles aren't isn't able to activate as as much so then maybe if you drive in for a layup then when you come down it just buckles and then you're down for the year right so right. It, it's just you have to be in touch with your body a bit a bit more i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of young people they, they would just push very hard or or they would just oh i just play ball play ball play ball like eight nine hours a day kind of thing yeah exactly you just have to know when your limit is right once you're over that limit it just takes one second and you know you're out for a year or two mm -hmm. you know or, or or some people they never ever play that sport again mm -hmm. right right i think i remember you explained the science to me once about <clears throat> how stretching actually increases your explosiveness can you explain that to me again? So it, it actually uh, helps with the uh, activation of the neurons more. Okay. So so it's, for example, in our in the muscles, there's actually these what we call bridges. Okay. Okay. So once if our if our, our if our muscles are are tight, so they're actually tight like this. So the bridges aren't connected as 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 much, right? So once you want to activate your muscle, then it you can prop, maybe activate fifty percent of the of it. 
So once your muscles are lengthened, right? So more of these bridges are attached. So once you try to contract your muscles, then you know you, you can have more you can have more power, or you can activate more of these bridges, which creates power mm -hmm. in 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 your muscles when you do certain types of uh, movements or sports. Right, right. So it's almost like stretching out an elastic band so that if if an if an elastic is that, is that a fair analogy? If an elastic if an elastic band is too rigid, it might snap in half. But if it's like you know if it's got some elasticity, then it has that bounce power. Yeah, is that, a, is that a fair analogy? Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah. So if if, if you keep on stretching the the band, right, it, it stretches more and more. Mm -hmm. But if you put it there for a year and you try to stretch it now, then it'll break. <laughs> right. Like that right. easily. Right. Can you overstretch? Is it possible to overstretch? Yes, it is possible to overstretch, but it, it's the reverse of what we just said. So okay. you just need to build more muscles, uh -huh. right? So it, it, it's kind of a... So these are the yogi's problem. Yes, the yogi's problem. They're, they're overstretched or, or the joints are hyperextended, right? Okay. So once also, you, so they end up stretching their joints rather than stretching their muscles. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, no. Overstretch means, uh, for example, a certain joint has a certain uh, um, range of movement that it's supposed to be able to, to go through mm -hmm. in a motion. Mm -hmm. But if it's overstretched, then actually, or the, the joint can actually go past that 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 uh, that angle mm -hmm. and then it will it will start to create problems for the joint oh, okay so the joint will, won't be as stable mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. all right cool so how about we transition then into uh, looking at some of the some stretches that can solve the common neck problem uh, lower back problem and knee problems yeah sure. all right let's do that <laughs> 